0: So, one of the guys was in yesterday, and he's saying the same thing that everybody else says, which is, you know, what if they prove it? So, what? Nothing's going to happen. This has never happened before. Yeah. So, what do you mean nothing's going to happen? Like, it's up to the people. Like, if 80 million people voted for this dude, and think about it, Joe Biden ran for office twice. before He ran for presidential office twice and lost, yet you beat one of the most popular yeah, presidents, of, presidents all time. of all time. And so it's up to the people what it, and what that means i don't know i don't know what that looks like but it's up to the, it's, it's the people's choice and so to say that you know nothing's going to happen or, and and they see that's the thing when they, they um calculated this play they knew that that people would they oh, nothing's going to happen like they're they're um very reliant on people's complacency oh. uh, so everything we're gonna have this week is I know a lot of people don't like talking about this a lot of people are scared to talk about these things but since we've been in a dated all week with um, a big steaming hefty pile of smelly race baiting garbage it's pretty much that's pretty much all <laughs> we have to talk about which and one thing that, that I was thinking the other day is that if a lot of the conservative-leaning news outlets would not talk about these things, would be good because they're worth ignoring. LeBron James is worth ignoring.
1: Yeah, he's he's worth nothing. Well, he's worth a fortune, yeah. but yeah. figuratively yeah. speaking, dude has 50 million tw- Twitter followers. He's 25th overall on the platform, and then he just goes and spouts off stuff like that without it. What did any he spout off about the the, uh, the Makaiya Bryant? Yeah. He did you not see his, hear about his tweet? Yeah, yeah. It's something about uh, your next or something. He tweeted a picture of the police officer, which hadn't been made public. Then he put your next with the hourglass and then hashtag accountability, assuming that, you know, it was wrong to take the life of the person that was getting ready to stab another person with her arm oh. drawn back with oh. a steak knife in her hand. I
0: thought it was a steak knife, too. Yeah. It was.
1: It was
2: a huge night. Yeah. yeah, it looked like it.
1: Uh-huh. I, yeah. She was
0: a huge girl. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she was. Yeah.
0: And they and they keep talking about how you know, that, that, that poor little girl, poor little
1: girl. Yeah. Which it, so the only they thing a re-
2: little about her have been her toes. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you, why is he not coming after the girl's parents or the other five or six adults that were standing there videotaping this? Where's their accountability for not trying to stop it?
0: Well, I think her dad was too busy trying to soccer kick the other girl in the head. Yeah. If, if what the way I understood the yeah, is I correct.
1: A, what was that? I was going to say, I have the video of the body cam footage, but I'm sure you
0: probably saw it. Well, yeah, that. so yeah. I saw the body cam footage, and then I saw the neighbor's footage, which when they released the neighbor's footage, there was audio of... What's her, what's her name again? Micaiah Bryant. That's right. Say her name. Yeah, well, no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: No. No. And I, here's... Some, I haven't watched this yet. I was just trying to watch it, but here's... Some video about um Geraldo and them talking about LeBron James of inciting violence, they're so fast to ban any conservative over doing anything. And look at this right here. I mean, it said that Twitter, still after two days, is trying to decide if LeBron James has uh, while well, they let, let it simmer for a little while, yeah, if he yeah.
1: violated their, their standards. I tell you what. I got booted off that platform because... I
0: can't imagine why. <laughs> did you say something inappropriate?
1: I did. I was How a, many times? I was in a Twitter war with Bette Midler. Did and she? I, did I, really? Yeah, and I got banned. Did she ever respond to you? Yeah. Really? I got banned permanently from that What'd she platform. say to you? I can't even remember. I think I have a screenshot of it, but it was pretty... <laughs> so you
2: got banned from Twitter because you
1: were uh, arguing with Bette Midler. Yeah. Well, I was saying so. Did you at least win? What? Did I mean, I think I, I did. guess he got banned. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Roll tape. shot up another tweet after that came down. It reads, I'm so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. Uh, I took the tweet down because it's being used to create more hate. This isn't that. about one officer. You know, Barbie, be removed for me to say this, but I'm tired of
0: seeing black people kill black people, yeah. and then we fixate on something that's only a very, very small percentage of black deaths. And so how many black children were killed just in the last week? Four prominent ones in the news that I can recall from just,
1: you know, if you take out all the of black people, that still leaves 93% well, of the murders being black on black after police shootings.
3: It's about the entire system, and they always use our words to create more racism. I am so desperate for more accountability in all. Let me, let me read this because
0: they always use our words to create more racism. So you can just ma- – is that how racism works? You just manufacture it from other people's words? Like yes. Well,
2: from CNN and some of these other <laughs> establishments, that, yeah.
0: They always use our words to create more racism. So it's like a racism factory.
2: Like the, yeah, they the, cut and splice and yeah. paste and so copy. So
0: if a per- person isn't inherently racist and wasn't born racist, and, and I know I'm saying by regular, like, actual – feasible thought processes, they can all of a sudden start to gin up and then, like, vomit out racism and just be... It, this is so... And we're going to get into, obviously, so much of this. It's so freaking confusing because... And, and make no mistake, this guy is an absolute unequivocal Chinese asset. Oh, yeah, you he, have nothing bad to say about your true master, the Chinese, oh, yeah, the Wiger Muslims, anything over there. True slavery... He'll shut up and dribble for them. Oh, but, for sure. But not for this country. And, and that's a phenomenal point. Absolutely, dude. He got so mad at that statement, but he will never say anything because the Chinese Communist Party uh, about the
1: genocide. Because moral. he's on the take. Absolutely, yeah. dude.
0: Which, could, if you already didn't know he was an unequivocal fraud, that's the, all the proof you need. That that guy has no morals, no backbone. And that's the thing. It doesn't take, um, you know, their whole oh, heroism and all the the... Uh, signal words that they use to describe an extreme leftist. It doesn't take any courage to do what this guy does. None at all.
3: All caps. LeBron is from Ohio. Point that out. Senator Tom Cotton fired off this one. LeBron James is inciting violence against an Ohio police officer. This is disgraceful and dangerous. Is the NBA okay with this? Yes. Is Twitter. Yes. And tweet. Gerardo, I'll begin with you.
4: You know, Bill, I think that uh, LeBron James, King James, uh, is an example of if you have great influence, it should also carry great responsibility. He should have kept his mouth shut until the facts were revealed. As it was, the video clearly shows the cop doing what the the only thing the cop could have done to spare the life of another child. The video clearly shows the 16-year-old, the victim of the police shooting, to be in the process of knifing another child to death.
0: It's, this guy's a big fraud too. He is, but to call her a victim of a police shooting, it's more like you were the recipient yeah. of a police shooting. I mean, you you were you were victim. You were in the act of victimizing yeah. someone else. Therefore, to to I don't know, like just a little nuance there to to quantify that as a victim, you, you received. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you were on the receiving
0: end, but I, w- I, don't, I wouldn't call no. you a victim. You were the assailant yeah. to the person you were atta- attacking, and he didn't assail you. He defended the other person. Anyway.
4: You know, yeah. there is a, you know uh, another Ohio killing of a teenager this week not C- being talked about as Cincinnati. much that is, I think, revelatory when it comes to uh, the situation in Columbus. In your hometown, Bill, mm-hmm. in Cincinnati, Ohio, on Monday night, a 13-year-old girl, a black child, killed another 13-year-old, knifed her to death. They were schoolmates. That shows the the environment in which the cops often act. It is fraught with violence, fraught with peril. You don't know what's going on, and I think that that is a reality. But Le- LeBron James, with the responsibility he has, should have kept his mouth shut until more was known.
0: Let me write that right, well, down. I've never do heard that. Yes. that guy
1: prior to now. <laughs> that can recall. I, I do believe that when this all happened at the beginning that he made a comment that, you know, he should. the police should have maybe used a taser instead of the yeah, gun shot a lot of people her. said that. But this was Geraldo, and now he's saying it's okay, so... Well, a lot
0: of people that ride a desk or, or do a talk show, anything but police work said that they should have fired a warning shot or maybe tackled her. Yeah, what so she could get stabbed. Sure. And so you can ask anybody, you know, a prison guard, how well it works to tackle somebody with something a lot smaller than that that's used as a stabbing tool, you know, so... To, to insinuate And, and that's the, one of the, the most uh, sickening things about watching them try to spend this to their own benefit is trying to tell police officers how to do their job with, without ever having... Dude, you, you, you're you never put in danger, ever. Yeah, and, and you want to tell somebody that goes into danger for a living how they should do their job. So that Joy Behar bimbo. And, and it's so hard not to, not to go on a tirade just about what some of these specific people are. And just because I could go on for half an hour just insulting yeah, this. I this.
1: mean, I saw a video from the local Columbus News, and they were like, "Well, it was only eleven seconds. Why did he shoot so soon? And you want him <laughs> to wait till twenty seconds when he stabbed a girl's been stabbed <laughs> twice." I and, mean, and, and likewise, so. And then it's well, he didn't defend a black girl, so. Oh, for let's sure. Get yeah, black he, lives matter in there because th- he's racist. Yeah, he had, he had. There was there was no good option for him from the from
0: their perspective, but as far as the the time frame nobody needs to go any further than watching any of these prison shows. Like when you're looking at the CCTV footage of somebody getting stabbed with a shank in prison, dude, it's, I mean, yeah, it. in a matter of seconds with, with something a lot smaller than that. And this person is dead. And, um, and a lot of them were kind of insinuating that it was like a, a regular, like a, a, Oh, just these touch just little knife fight, these children knife fighting. <laughs> well, First of all, it wasn't a knife fight. That yeah. would require
1: that each individual had a knife. And this girl was backed up against the car. That was going I to mean, be a one-way stabbing. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah,
2: she had her head ducked and arm yeah. up and yeah. foot up and oh, everything. Yeah. Well, she, and then, she, uh,
0: she had nowhere to go. I mean, What was Porky's name again? Micaiah. Micaiah. <laughs> was bringing that big steak knife back. <laughs> she was French to be Porky. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, and then she probably just got done eating some steak and potatoes. It looked like she probably did. But... uh and she said that's what I think I didn't get that earlier she said on the security camera footage from the neighbor's home you could hear the audio in which she says MF her I'm gonna MFing stab your ass and she tried yeah, and
1: LeBron thinks she's the victim
0: and yeah. they, you know and that's one of the things though too when they they are all about it 100 is be about it don't talk about it the, the cop didn't have to say he was gonna shoot you he just
5: just yeah. did you
3: yeah. know
0: I'm sorry.
5: There was plenty known at the time that LeBron James made that comment. Uh, What LeBron James did is he put a bounty on that officer. He put a target, a bullseye on that officer. LeBron James and Benjamin Crump... Put out misinformation. Why? And Ben Crump said the woman was unarmed. She had a knife. Why, Bill? Because there is a war against law enforcement. Here's the big lie the systemic racism. And I, I wish her all and everyone on the left who believes that cops are killing black people all the time. Miranda Devine did a great article, New York Post. How many African unarmed African Americans killed in April up until this year in 2021? Three. And in 2019, Twelve. If you listen to LeBron James when he said, "I'm sick and tired yep. of, of of police killing black people," what about black on black crime?
6: What exactly. about when black
5: police officers? And get this killed? is what a black David man Door? speaking. Talk sure. about the other black people who were being killed. Stop attacking police officers. I get it. Uh, uh,
0: gonna... and, and that's a good point because which. It's almost as if they're allowed to say what he's saying, but but we're not, dude. The truth is the exactly. truth, a relative of what color the the skin pigmentation is of the person saying, saying the facts. The facts are still facts, no matter whose mouth it's coming out of, and that's one of the things that they've tried to change, um, because they redefine everything and trying to make everything um, clouded and convoluted so that they can continue on with this four
1: But like you said, the statistics don't lie. Yeah i'm sorry um you know twice as many white people unarmed white men are shot and killed by police than african-american men and there's so a, it's like there's a recent where, video
0: too of, of a white guy with the a, a la george floyd with the, the knee on the
1: neck is and, that the one in dallas where he died I believe and that, so. that police officer is on trial but you don't hear anything about that sure because it was a white person yeah. that got killed but, but
0: one one i think and this particular scenario with Porky was this this good is that you had, it, boom right off the bat you've got two angles and then you can you've got a, and even from just the body cam footage you've got a really good perspective on obviously the, the knife. knife it's pretty unquestionable
1: and her drawing um, back
0: and, and obviously one of the other big you know racial things from this week the, the biggest one uh, Derek Chauvin being found guilty on all three charges, um which. My personal opinion is, is I thought that the defense did a really good job at proving, you know, or, or creating reasonable doubt on more than more than once. But in that particular case, and, and keep in mind, when we've seen this just in the last few weeks, the media keeps editing footage that we have. So um, in Chicago, they edited the footage of the Hispanic 13 year old. So they cropped it in so you couldn't see the pistol. Um, I want to say they one of them cropped this out so you could not see the
1: knife, and then what's the last one with the gun where they edited the gun? at The most recent uh, there was one where the NBC was caught and a nine one one call as well.
0: Yeah, so um, and so that's the thing that that they do they they whip people into an emotional frenzy, and nobody wants to be wrong, and nobody wants to have been had, and the media knows that the people that are pulling off these tactics are aware of of the human nature, the psychology that comes along with that. And so, once those people's anger is ginned up, nothing's going to satisfy it. Not, and, and so, a rational person would turn back to the person that gave them misinformation and say, why the hell did you lie to me? That doesn't seem to happen. Like, with the mob, once the mob is pissed off, they stay pissed off no matter what. They'll move the, the media will move the goalposts, and they'll follow suit. It's crazy to me that people are let around this easily, easily as, as a group. And just like, with, But when you have a Chinese shill operative like LeBron James helping coax them along with BS it, it it it's no wonder because you've got a whole apparatus of people from Hollywood sports and in and, and the regular mainstream media well not the mainstream media but the state-run propaganda networks that do this that's that's what they do but you have to be it, it, but it, that being said and I think it's one of the things that the the Derek chauvin trial kind of proved. Don't trust single perspective film. And what I mean by that is football, NBA, the the NFL, MMA, uh, everything. So replays, racing, you know, there's multiple angles angles. on the occurrence in most sporting events. I mean, in all sporting events, you know, because when they need need this footage to be replayed to decide if there was a foul or if there was a point or a score or however, if there was an illegal blow in a fight, there's multiple angles for them to be able to review for a reason because everyone and it's uh, literally and figuratively like you hear it all the time. Everyone's perspective is different. So, and you saw that in that trial. From that one singular perspective, with the emotion added to it, generated by the propaganda networks, it was easy to get to. Oh, that guy shouldn't have done that. Guy's an idiot. But with the full context, the full film, and multiple angles. Things look a lot different, and I think that's where the defense did a really good job. But you even had one of the jurors saying, "I was in fear of them coming to my house if I voted not guilty." And so, what you're going to see yeah, there is is, is is an appeal. Oh, it's it's exactly. awful. I, yep. That was a grotesque abortion of ju- of justice, and so that's that's one of the sickening things. And, and I've got something for review here shortly say, when this video is over.
1: I was going to say I had a video about, you know, a black man being interviewed by. About the Derek Chauvin case also.
0: But just from the day of the um, guilty verdict.
3: When you think about Chicago and how many years we've been covering that. Uh, thinking about the crime, gentlemen, and, and, and major American cities, L.A. and New York. Just look at what's happened here. Uh, shootings are up 64%, and 47% in L.A. Uh, the homicides 6% in New York, 40% in L.A. Uh, car theft, 19% of New York, L.A., 38%. I mean, th- this is going in the wrong direction. In the meantime, here in Midtown Manhattan, which is really probably the, the business heartbeat of America, one could argue. I mean, it, it's still a ghost town because of COVID, but you've got all these vagrants now who are living here, and the mayor's right now going to send 80 uniformed officers and supervisors in through the area to try and clear things out over the next two weeks. They've got a similar deal on Skid Row in L.A. Gerardo, if you don't clean up this problem, these cities don't come back. Dude, Los Angeles is horrid. Look at that. That's I agree,
4: Bill, and I am heartened. I happen to be in Los Angeles right now uh, that a federal judge has just ordered the city of Los Angeles to find housing for all these homeless, these vagrants, uh, the skid rows of this, uh, the second largest city in the country. Uh, long, long past due. But going back to the, to the environment we're talking about, I, I, first of all, I reject the statistics of those who are supporting the police.
2: My gosh, no wonder people want to get out of L.A. Look at this. You have these tent camps with all these drug addicts, vagrants, as they say here, and the governor is wanting to
0: make the taxpayer give them housing.
2: housing. Okay, so if you give somebody a house that's living in a tent and a drug addict, an alcoholic, whatever, how do you think their house is going to look? And who's going to want to live beside them?
0: Nobody. Well, and make no mistake, this is we're talking about Los Angeles, but New York, San Francisco's Francisco, yes. cesspool, yeah. um, and any of these Democrat-run cities. And that's this the statistics don't lie that they they just they just stated. But
1: you know it's bad when San Francisco has an app where uh, you can find out where there's feces and yeah, what's that called? Use, <laughs> crap snap. Yeah, and dirty needles laying on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: come on. Yeah. And but that's what that's what full-fledged Democrat quote-unquote leadership will result in if you let democrat policy see their natural conclusion that's exactly what you will get it's just like Lyndon B Johnson's great society of Detroit you always come up with the same result
1: this is a really good video I and mean, this anchor from the BBC news he just he doesn't know what the hell to do he's like a deer in the headlights on this guy yeah oh yeah have you saw about have you saw this video
7: yeah to Larry there right we can speak now to Brandon Tatum a former police officer and Founder and CEO of the Officer Tatum. Thank you very much for coming on the program. My pleasure. So we're going to talk about lots of the wider issues just in a moment, but first of all, just wanted to get your reaction to the conviction.
6: Well, first of all, I think most of what I heard on the broadcast all the way here is confusing to me. Um, I think we're living in the twilight zone. This conviction, in my personal opinion, did nothing for our country. I mean, people are are living a lie. I mean, this was one police officer, one person in the community. They found him guilty. This was the swiftest justice I ever seen in my life. The day after the film came out, he was arrested. Um, He was tried. 10 hours of deliberation, he was convicted. I, I'm, not, I'm not really sure why people are acting like this mon- This is monumental. Also, he did not get a fair trial, in my personal opinion. There was a lot of obstruction that had happened. They paid the family out $27 million before the jury could be selected. I mean, they're going to have a case in appeal. So I, I, I don't know why people are celebrating, and I don't know why this is such a big focal point, other than people are making money off of the pain of people in our country.
7: So you, you're you objecting firstly to some of the things that happened around the trial, which now that there is a conviction, I think we should probably park that. But secondly, oh, you're upset that there's a amalgamation here of a wider sense of a landmark case and this one specific court case.
6: Yeah, this is not a landmark case. I think people are, this is a political agenda. They're pushing lies in our country. Policing in America is not inherently racist. We don't live in a racist country. This was an interaction between a police officer that I thought did the wrong thing and a black man who was on drugs high, resisting arrest, and ended up being killed by that police officer. That's as simple as it can be. The president of the United States got out and and made a fool of himself trying to promote racism in a simple uh, police encounter that the officer got convicted on. So you, re- know you, re- you reject
7: you, re- you reject President Biden's comments about systemic racism and it being a stain on the whole uh, uh, nation.
6: Yes, President Biden is an idiot in my personal opinion, <laughs> and <laughs> he's just talking because he's a politician. Systemic racism. I mean, if you look at Joe Biden himself, you know he he, he spoke at a Ku Klux Klan member's funeral and did the eulogy. Of Robert Byrd, I mean, he Come is on, white supremacy and racism. If you, if you, wanna, we talked about ner- say, that. In our very that very is first the episode. case, and now he's the president. So if he really cared about white supremacy and racism, he should step down as the president because he's an exemplification of that very thing. These people are just running their mouth and they're not being honest. We don't have a, pr- a problem with racism in our country. We have a problem with people not following the law. We also have a problem with politicians making up things so they can get reelected. And that's exactly what has been happening. That's why you never see anything change. They're lying to us. Yeah, we so need to reach out to him if he can be a guest
2: being on the
7: killed show. By yeah, police, he's, he's the race is he's, higher he's amongst black people than amongst the rest of the population. What do you, how you there. There. do you account for that? Is if that isn't a systemic racism problem?
6: Yeah, that's not, first of all, that's not true. Twice as many white people go killed by police every year. Twice as many white people are killed unarmed by police every year. You just don't see it. There's a gentleman named Tony Tempa. I guarantee you anybody watching me have no idea who Tony Tempa is. Tony Tempa was murdered in the same fashion that George Floyd was killed. But because he was white... We don't hear about it, and nobody cares about it. Nobody's talking about police reform when he was suffocated and killed, but they only talk about it because George Floyd is black. Black people commit over half of violent crimes in this country and only make up 13% of the population. They commit um, over half of the murders in this country, but only make up 13 percent of the population. And we can agree that 13 percent of the population aren't the criminals. There's only a small fraction of the black community that's doing this. So that explains why police are in the black communities more. And that explains why black people are incarcerated more. They are making up lies, saying that it has anything to do with racism. Do you understand that there's black police officers, too, that patrol in many of these majority black cities? Are they racist? No, that's not the case they're just making these things up, in my personal opinion, and they're riding a wave of dead black people in order to make money and be politically um, and get political leverage.
7: Brandon Tatum, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. Thank you. Yeah, there's the nothing speechless. you can add to that. Yeah. There's,
0: no, I mean, there's nothing we can add to that. <laughs> no. That was, uh, that was a stone cold yeah. straight beat down, dude. Yeah, it was. I think we can go ahead and. Park that, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not going to park the rest of his diatribe. He just <laughs> slapped you with, yeah. and and it's something he said reminded me of a thought I had this week. That is when he's talking about Joe Biden, and we've ta- I've talked about this several times. And like I said, I think we we talked about a lot of this in the very first episode we ever did. And we're going to see a woman from uh, an education department of the state of Virginia here shortly. The the, The recommendation for change comes from the top down. The people at the top are the same old, same old. The people at the top, especially when you're talking about the Democrat Party, you're historically, you're steeped in unequivocal absolute racism, yet you have recommendations for the regular populace that never had the power that you have to exert the racist policies that you've exerted on Black America, but somehow that that responsibility lands on the people at the bottom in your in what you are selling we know that's not true so it's us that needs to change we don't need to change at the top we need to change at the bottom with us absolutely not how about we flush all you rats out of there and get some people that never supported jim crow some people that never read the eulogy at a guy that was in the uh, high up you understand, in the Ku Klux Klan, why would we need that guy to say what we need to do about race? And say that, what, what did the, the British guy say that, that Joe Biden said? That it's a, it's a stain on America? Yeah. Dude, you are a very integral dark part of the very stain that you're bitching about, dude. That stain don't have to do with people like us. You're gonna sell it like it's our fault? Man, sit in the freaking corner, you old bastard. It's just disgusting, dude. It's a despicable freaking thing they're doing. And that guy called it out dead to uh-huh. rights, but you, you ought to be freaking Shane yourself. That guy should have a nose slapped off his face. Come on, man. (laughs) Anyway.
2: We ready for this? Yeah. All right. What are we talking about here?
0: Yeah. So this is the policy director for the Virginia Education Department. And so this is just a short little clip of a Zoom meeting where, where she's talking about new, the way I understood it, they've implemented this policy pretty much bang overnight and torqued a lot of parents and teachers off. So, uh, that'll be, uh, I think it ends at 43 or 44 seconds.
2: This is about how and where graduation requirements can operate as a lever for equity. First, we're going to start with one of our more conceptual discussions, um, which is the possibility of consolidating the Standard and Advanced Studies Diploma. And hopefully this discussion will allow us to think through how we maintain a rigorous academic foundation in a way that's really equitably serving the needs and aspirations of all of Virginia's learners.
0: Did, did anybody understand what the hell she just said? No. And, and I don't think you were supposed to, but if you can pick up off the keywords, equity, equitable, like that's the new thing equity yeah. so equity it means a lot of things and, and it means pretty much one thing in in our reality and more than one thing in their reality and so um to give a a, a little a better take it's uh The Virginia Department of Education is moving to eliminate all accelerated math options prior to 11th grade, effectively keeping higher-achieving students from advancing as they usually would in the school system. Loudoun County School Board member Ian Sarah... can't pronounce that last name. Posted about the change via Facebook on Tuesday. According to him, he learned of the change right prior... the night prior during a briefing from staff on Virginia Mathematics Pathway Initiative. And so... Quote, it's currently planned this initiative will eliminate all math acceleration prior to the 11th grade. He said, that is not an exaggeration, nor does there appear to be any discretion in how local districts implement this. All 6th graders will take foundational concept 6. All 7th graders will take foundational concept 7. All 10th graders will take essential concepts 10. Only in 11th and 12th grade is there any opportunity for a choice in a higher math course. His post included a chart with what appeared to be set math courses for 2022 through 2030. VDOE spokesperson Charles Pyle indicated to Fox News that the courses would allow for at least some variation depending on student skill level. Quote, differentiated instruction means providing instruction that is catered to the learning needs of each child, appropriate levels of challenge and academic rigor, Pyle said. On VDOE's website, the state featured an infographic that indicates VMPI would require, quote, concept courses for each grade level. It states various goals like improve equity and mathematics learning opportunities empower students to be active participants in a quantitative world, identify K-12 mathematics pathways that support future success. During a webinar posted on YouTube in December, a member of the Essential Concepts Committee claimed the new framework would exclude traditional classes like algebra and geometry. Committee member Ian Shank who focused on grades 8 through 10 said, let me be totally clear. We are talking about Algebra 1, Geometry, Algebra 2, those three courses that we've known and loved and removing them from our high school mathematics program, We replacing them with essential concepts for grade 8, 9, and 10. So basically they're incentivizing stupidity and forcing yeah. everybody down. So instead of letting, lifting people up to a certain level, you're pushing everyone down because that's, that's equity and that's equality in their worldview is to push everyone down to the same lower level.
2: Yeah, so just dumbing everybody down.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't think that's a calculated change, you're a moron. Yeah, and so the the next one's on Breitbart, and that's uh, everybody's favorite uh, politician, Nancy Pelosi. Quote: "Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice." We do have a video of that actually, so let's, let's. Thank you, George Floyd, for
4: sacrificing your
1: life for justice. For being there to call out to your
3: mom, how how heartbreaking was that?
2: Like his, his mom cares about mom. that? Thank Come you, on, <laughs> she's
0: probably <laughs> glad he's dead. Yeah, we're going to have to start that from the top.
2: No, we're
3: not.
0: And here's why. Because I was talking to Rex the other day, and I came up with this all on my own. Let's say they went to George. So $27 million they paid out to, to George Floyd's family. Yeah. So let's say they went to them today. Like, look, nobody knows this, but we've got George in a cryogenic chamber. He lived. He's still alive. But he can't stay alive much longer. We've got two needles. One is going to put him... He'll be gone. Yeah. Two... We can bring him right back. He won't have changed a bit. He'll be exactly like it was. The fentanyl's still in his system. So y'all got to deal with him when it comes to. Do you think for two seconds that they're, that they're going to trade their $27 million for that freaking dirt bag
1: back? No. no. No way. No.
0: With Nancy Pelosi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're <Thinking laughs> a criminal.
0: <laughs> no, but I'm saying, you're saying th- thank you for sacrificing your life and being there to call out to your mom. I, I
1: he thought he was even murdered. didn't know what was going on. He couldn't so, call out because he had a knee on his neck. He so he really call did call out.
0: Mad. No, he did call out to his mom. And she's saying, thank you for being there to call out to your mom. Because he was saying, mama, I want my mom or some shit. Who knows? Well, hang on a minute. But if you can yell and cry and scream, de- then and you, the you defense, can breathe. Yeah, and the defense discussed that. Yeah. And so the medical examiners discussed that very thing and, and, and other things that would indicate that he didn't die from asphyxiation. And, and that was pretty well known early on if you don't make it an emotional argument because, dude, when you, when you make the appeal to, to emotions and you're making an emotional argument, all rationality for most of the time is out the window, and that's what they did with this. But by her, by their, the Democrat narrative, uh, the dude was murdered. And now, But listen, th- that, and that's a very specific thing. He was murdered because he was black because his skin was black, because so now you had uh, what Newsome, the guy that's trying to be recalled, they're trying to recall in California, he comes out and says, that wouldn't have happened to him if he looked like me. So what you're saying is that the fentanyl, the criminal record, the fake 20, resistant arrest had nothing to do with it. It was because of the way he looked that, yeah. that happened to him. And so that, and with Newsom. so let me tr- try to create a scenario that would be more likely Let's just say you're freaking face drunk in a gay bar. and You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, So you're you talking know,
2: about Hunter Biden.
0: <laughs> no, no. We're still, still talking about Newsom. You stuff a 20 into a guy's freaking jockstrap thinking he's a freaking a stripper, but it's a fake 20. No, let's say you're at a gay strip club. There we go. I got this now. You're at a gay strip club in California. You stuff a 20 in dude Speedo. It's It's fake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe you're on some fentanyl. You know, yada, 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 you resist arrest, you're full of crap. You know damn well that's not the truth. You know that it's not because he looked a certain way or because his skin was black. It was all the other factors that we just denoted. And so if you were in the exact same scenario, but it also would constitute that you're his same physical size, which I think Newsom's kind of shrimpy, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, that's some of the most hypocritical and duplicitous nonsense I think of. Oh, if he looked like me. Everything that they say on the left is based on color doesn't matter, this doesn't matter, we're all different, celebrate diversity. Well, dude, you guys are fixed, just like you're fixated on children, you're fixated on those said differences because you can use them for divisive purposes, which is what you've always done. So I'll reiterate, why is it that you are still, all you people, Newsom included, you're outlining all this. You are the freaking people that have been at the top echelons of government. for. My, think about this. Like we've talked about before, so many of these politicians have been in office since before we were alive and you were actually presiding over racist policies and you knew they were racist. Joe Biden himself says you did he did not want his children to grow up in an interracial jungle. However, on a side note, if he if Hunter Biden had grown up in an interracial jungle, perhaps he wouldn't be such a dirtbag. I mean, it'd be hard to you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but you said that I didn't say that. I've never said anything remotely close to that. I don't give a crap about any of that. You do, but you're foisting it on us like we've done something wrong when you were the ones that instituted this to begin with because you've been in government for over, longer than I've been alive. How is this my fault? How does anybody with a brain believe this nonsense? It's it's so freaking nauseating. So they're also talking about after this happened, they all want to hunt down and uh, kill George Zimmerman because they they're all about the accountability and the, and, and the justice and that that's one of the again most duplicitous things about the, the whole thing is listening to all the, the celebrities. Oh, which was one of the things that I wanted to do uh, was go through these headlines from Breitbart that, you know, in the hours after the verdict was um, announced. So from top to bottom on this singular screenshot, first um, one, accounta- quote, accountability, LeBron James and sports world react to Chauvin verdict. Next one: Joe Biden, Kamala Harris celebrate quote justice in phone call with George Floyd family. Next one: Barack and Michael Obama call for quote true justice after Chauvin verdict. Next one: George Floyd should have been should be here with us. NFL, right? Um, Kamala Harris verdict in Chauvin trial will quote will not heal the pain that has existed for generations at the hands of people like me and other Democrats. Gavin Newsom. George Floyd would still be alive if he looked like me.
1: If Even, uh, he would overdose on fentanyl by now.
0: Yeah, dude. Well, the, that's given the, the weight differential, Gavin Newsom would be long since dead if he consumed yeah. that, that that much. Um, next one. Protester take the streets following guilty verdict in a Chauvin trial. Next one. Michael Moore calls for end to quote policing as we know it after Chauvin murder conviction. O.J. Simpson wants Derek <laughs> Chauvin to be found guilty. That's rich. <laughs> and then lastly, which uh on a different subject, but it's the last headline in the screenshot, George W. Bush says U.S. needs more foreign workers to take jobs. God, what a dirtbag, dude. And that's one of the things that, <laughs> that I'm able to do that the left can't. Like, yeah, dude, I bought your BS. I voted for your rat ass, dude, and you're a scumbag. You bamboozled me. I bought. I, I bought your trick. Major Republican,
2: do you do you have an update on
0: Good Pillow or whatever? I do (laughs) have an update on Good Pillow. Okay, they uh, Good Pillow (laughs) is
1: over with. Hog walked away.
0: Yeah, but his buddy William Legate still freaking got the helms. They vowed to fight on, and this week we have an update that not a damn thing has changed since (laughs) then, and probably won't ever. And yeah, so what you were talking about earlier, um, or made mention of rather earlier, and this is uh, pretty cool. And I don't want to hear anybody's freaking pissed in a moment about how nothing's going to change. I'm I'm not saying that it is or not. What I'm saying is that th- this is a good development. And so this is on Gateway Pundit, which seems to be one of the only news outlets still covering the election fraud. They've they've for a few days they've been processing ballots at the civic center there. Uh, the Veterans Memorial Coliseum in downtown Phoenix. Arizona election workers are running ultraviolet ballots, testing on Maricopa ballots. And so one of the things you can do is go to what's this website? azaudit.org. They've got nine cameras set up so you can watch like 24-hour feed and so you can see if any people uh, like Ruby are going in there. Why wouldn't up. all
2: elections be like that? Why wouldn't we have that's you know? The, well,
0: going th- this is an audit itself, but yes, they, they definitely should and that's see that's hopefully one of the things that we'll see change. But you so but even if you came up with a provision like that, the Democrats are gonna come up with it's it's like chess, they're gonna come up with, with a, a counter, which they're gonna do whatever they think that needs to be done to implement widespread you know universal mail-in balloting like they did before that's a requirement for them to win if they don't have that they don't win they get dominated they have
1: nine cameras yeah
0: and so you can watch those live so that's pretty neat people should do that but um and just a little bit it, it, and I, I think a lot of people if you're listening to this you probably know who the uh hovon uh Pulitzer, the guy that came up with the qr code but um They're using uh, some of his technology to do this. In December, Pulitzer gave a presentation with the Economic War Room on how he and his company can detect many types of election fraud with a simple, easy examination of the physical ballots, which is the one reason they've done everything they can to keep the physical ballots out of the hands of people performing audits. By running them through forensic machines designed to detect physical signatures of the ballots, Pulitzer is a pattern recognition expert holding over 200 patents. His patents are used on 12 billion handheld devices around the world, that QR code scanner. During his presentation, Pulitzer described how scanning absentee ballots under a, pre, a predetermined light source will show if a ballot is real or a fraud. If the ballot absentee ballot does not include an obvious crease, it is clearly a fraudulent ballot. So, and you said that you had, had uh, read that they're also going to be performing. Uh, so, are they going to perform, like, a full-fledged actual forensic audit in Georgia, or are they going to freaking pull some nonsense? I, I
1: got I can't find the article now. I, it was when I was, right before I came here, I saw it. It was breaking news, and now I can't say I found it because it said there was over 600,000 ballots that they were going to be Looking at as fraudulent or Ill- illegal, and the race was only 11,000? <laughs> so, no, the, one, one of the ones that's out of
0: sync here that, that I wanted to cover was, quote, we love you, Pinky. Hundreds release balloons in memory of seven-year-olds shot to death at McDonald's drive through uh, On Monday, Johnny Adams returned to a West Side McDonald's that he used to manage, but not to walk down memory lane. Rather, Adams, nearing 50, and now a trucking dispatcher who lives in Bullingbrook, came to attend a moral f- memorial for his seven-year-old granddaughter, Jaslyn, who was shot to death while in line at a drive through with her father. His granddaughter's death Sunday, he hoped, was a divine wake-up call. Police said the shooting, which occurred Sunday afternoon, was believed to be a, to be gang-related. In less, in less than three hours, two people were shot in a car at Popeyes in Humboldt Park, which investigators believe is connected to the McDonald's shooting. Lawanda McMullen, who is the grandmother of Jaslyn and the mother of Jontae, 28, said her son, a rapper, is involved in gangs. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say he wasn't involved in gangs, McMullen said. It was gang-related and just stupidity. She was lovable, very joyful, very active, talkative. She was a fun baby, and she was very loved by both sides of the family, McMullen said. Jaslyn attended Cameron Elementary School, a Chicago public school. It is so heartbreaking to have to gather under these circumstances to lose a life that young for something that she had no idea about is heartbreaking and devastating, said Alderman Michael Scott Jr., who attended the memorial. Scott denounced the no-ratting culture, that in many instances prevents cooperation with police on such shootings and urge people to speak up. Quote, if you know your son is up to no good, if you know your grandchild is up to no good, you've seen a gun in their room, they're out at night, and, and they come back, and you know they've done something they shouldn't have, we have to, as a community, step up and say enough is enough. Johnny Adams said his son has had some trouble in life, but nothing that led back to his granddaughter. That's his life. And it has nothing to do with her," he said. And so, basically, the guy was gangbanging, got shot up in a drive-through, and his seven-year-old daughter got caught. He's not dead; she is. But I thought it was kind of profound, like that. So it, and it's the truth. The whole, the whole culture of of not speaking out, like that's why you have so much, like Brandon Tatum said, so much contact with law enforcement, is because because of the things that you're involved in, and it's a, it's just horrific when. Your children and it, that's the thing that you don't see in the news because that doesn't fit the narrative is that there's so many young children caught in, in the crossfire of sectarian gang violence, and then just like the 13 year old we saw uh, was that that was in Chicago as well so um and Chicago is just an absolute crap hole, terrible place yeah, but you know
2: I mean you can't have a, a gun or anything in Chicago, so they don't have any gun crimes or anything like that there right It's a good point. So yeah. I don't know how that happened yeah so
0: I mean yeah and again ran by Democrats their their mayor specifically pushes you know the the race stuff and what she blames the guns on coming from the um, constitutional surrounding states like oh those guns are, are being which isn't the case like they're they're stolen guns And so those those guns aren't bought by the, the the people that are committing crimes with them they're not bought legally by them and using these crimes in other states that's that's not what's happening. And so um, I can just keep kind of going back to that same theme. You people have been in leadership for how long? You still can't get it right. You need to get out. It's, it's nothing wrong with the people that you serve. And so that's, that's, again, my point. At every level of governance, you have these people telling the constituents it's their fault that they're too racist. No, it's, it's not it. <laughs> You set policy, you've set policy for a very long time. And even with Barack Obama saying that justice has not yet been achieved, what does that mean? Like, what yeah, what, what justice
2: is he looking for?
0: I have no idea. But obviously, you know, um, I, I think that was um, not justice at all. I, th- I think that was uh, antithetical to the principle of justice, what occurred in the Chauvin trial. But they they want more as it, almost like it's retribution, but like Brandon Tatum Brandon Tatum stated that the, the numbers don't lie. The numbers aren't there, and that's a point I've heard made several times. The reason you know that it isn't, that black men being killed by police officers isn't an epidemic is you can name them all. There's a hashtag for every one, and that's true. It's not that many, and so the and and if if that was an accurate statement or, or if that was factual. Everybody would know a black man that got shot down for being black. You got shot down because your skin was black. This this, this police officer was predisposed to shooting you because he didn't like black people. Doesn't happen. Like nobody knows that person. But that's what the Democrats want. And I've told many of my my black friends that um, is that you know they want someone like you driving home from work. You know, the Democrats want you to get hemmed up and you to get your ass shot off so they can make a martyr out of you. They don't care about you. They care about pushing their narrative. And make no mistake, these are communist tactics. That's what these are. And so the idea of a color war, you know, it's it's been tried multiple times. This this is uh, bona fide Marxism is all this is. It's a push for communism. And so these divisive tactics, and that's, that's, again, my overlying theme with all the racial issues, you people are still in power you've always been in power you've pushed policies that are that are actually racist and you're still in power who's benefited from this was it did black america benefit from you guys doing this and they're not going to benefit did they benefit when derek chauvin was found guilty what did that change is it going to change policing policy is it going to change is it going to change police uh policy for the good I don't think so because you're saying to fund the police and we saw the statistics in Los Angeles and New York for the skyrocketing crime rate. And you people are still in control. Those are Democrats that control those areas too. You guys don't, the, the things that you do don't lend themselves to proper governance. You're idiots. You're, it. I don't think so, that you're so much idiots that it, as you are beholden to China and you're crooked. If you would sell us out on this, what else would you sell the American people out on? That's my question. You people are absolutely depraved. And so what? one thing that I always hear, when did stuff get this bad? And I'll tell you when this got this bad, in my opinion, when it when it kind of really turned turned the corner is when all your lily white bread, suburbanite, uh, yuppie types voted for Barack Obama, ridden with white guilt, whatever the case may be. When you voted for this dude and this guy came into office, he made race relations exponentially worse because he created issues that, that, that he, he's the one that started putting the, this narrative down. And so, like with his beer summit, just sheer idiocy, dude, sheer idiocy. And so he really twisted the knife, even though, again, you're the first black man elected to president in the United States of America, yet you believe that we are an inherently racist nation. It's worth noting there's plenty of phenomenal conservative black men, and Herman Cain was one of the, the candidates in 2012 that a lot of people got behind, but they tore him down, and so that you see them do it with Ben Carson as well. So white liberal elitists they rip Ben Carson to shreds. Yet if you critique Barack Obama on policy issues, oh, boom, bang, you're racist. No, so it's it's and that's the just one of so many glaring double standards that don't fit. That's so what you're doing. But you're not doing it because the guy's black. You're doing it for political points. But likewise, you didn't want Barack Obama because he was black. You want it for political, what it was politically advantageous at that time. And what looked like um, a, a well-spoken, you know, uh, moderate Democrat was actually a, a Marxist socialist, you know, masquerading as the moderate Democrat. So that that's, in my opinion, that's when things got this bad. With many things and this singular issue.
2: So how effective is that white guilt now? What do you think, Reverso?
1: Also I know is I don't have any white guilt. Is
2: that because you're half black?
1: No, that's because I'm half Jewish. <laughs> I want my reparations. I, I do. You, you're going to have to get that from, from Germans, too. <laughs> yeah. <I want laughs> my, I want, take I that want, shit to Germany, dude. Ask me, <laughs> I want my mule 148. And <laughs> <laughs> Ask Angela Merkel for your mule <laughs> yeah. dude. So
2: are you... Are you only half Jewish?
0: Yeah. Harrison yeah. Ford's a quarter Jewish. That's
1: not too shabby. It's not.
2: <laughs> and we'll stop there for this episode of Common Man's Common Sense. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to share the episodes with all your friends and family. And we'll talk to you next week.